I'm April Morrison, doctor of physical therapy, accidental entrepreneur, and lifelong learner. You're tuned in to the Idaho Physio Podcast, where we talk about things, health, wellness, and high performance in all areas of life. The big goal here is to talk to high achievers and those that surround themselves with the top performers in their fields to get some insights, tips, and inspiration that we can all use in our daily lives. The title may say Idaho, but the content reaches far beyond our borders and is relevant for everyone, regardless of where you find yourself. As always, the content you are about to hear does not replace the medical advice of your doctor, so please seek professional opinions should you need them. Now kick back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We are glad you're here. Okay, it's good to see you, Lisa. Today we have Lisa Colsar. Um, she is a doctor of physical therapy here in Boise. Um, a little bit of background about Lisa is that she has her BS in athletic training. Um, she, like I said, is a doctor of physical therapy and is board certified through with OCS. Um, she's also a Pilates instructor, a master instructor of Coraline, and owner of TheraFit Pilates here in Boise. So we're happy to have you here, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Um, so let's just jump right into it, and I'll have you, I know I kind of just gave you a quick little blurb of your credentials and stuff, but if you can talk to us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do, that'd be great. Yeah, um, so I am a physical therapist. I uh, and worked many uh, jobs kind of up until I opened up TheraFit. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to keep my foot in the outpatient world and the inpatient world throughout my PT career. I graduated in 2005, so now I've got 15 years of experience under my belt. And it is amazing every year the new information that you learn as a practitioner and how to be better, I guess, in that aspect of things. And it seems so weird that 2005 was 15 years ago. Like, right. say that out loud just sounds crazy, but sorry, go ahead, keep going. No, I, yeah, I, it really is. It, it seems like it was just even yesterday that I kind of graduated. And it's interesting to look back and look at, you know, the changes that have happened in life, you know, over that and the things you learn and the mistakes you made and the ones that stick with you to make sure you don't make those mistakes again. And, Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's always interesting. People try to avoid mistakes. And I mean, I think that's a good thing. I mean, I don't think you should ha- do that, but at the same time, I think the mistakes are what truly make who you are moving forward. And you really learn the most from those. Sure. I, I, it's almost like your, your wins are, you know, occasionally they stay with you, but it's the ones that just kind of, you have those big fails that you're like, Oh, I can't do that again. And you end up learning the most from them. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, your, your business right now, TheraFit Pilates. So I feel incredibly grateful for, um, the ability to finally take on my dream. I had this dream over 10 years ago. Um, I fell in love with Pilates right after graduating, um, PT school. Uh, I actually thought I was going to go into yoga cause I did a lot of yoga while I was in PT school. And then all of a sudden Pilates kind of became this thing at uh, gold's gym at the time. And I bought some packages and I was like, what is this? This is so much even more applicable and movement aspect. And so the moment the opportunity came up, 
here in Boise to do some certifications and and take some um, Pilates teacher training, I just jumped on it. And I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to do it through um, an institution that doesn't exist anymore, but it was through a physical therapist who had done a lot of research and and put a lot of time into it. But then she stepped away from it um, a couple years after I took it from her because life happens. She has kids and everything else. And so it just, it wasn't meshing with, with what was going on, but I learned a lot, but then um, also at the time I was new, and so I, I I wanted to jump right into doing TheraFit Pilates and and had the whole business scheme, did all the things, and then I thought, no, this it's not the right time. I didn't feel confident in myself at the time, right. and then um, flash forward uh, two years ago, my husband and I were sitting uh, poolside at a Pilates. Uh, um, rehabilitation summit that was in Arizona. And I had had this one gal who was just chirping at me the whole stinking first two days. I mean, she was just like, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you have a Pilates studio? Oh my gosh, I can't, if I can do it, you can do it. Why aren't you doing it? And I thought, dear Lord, what is with this girl? And, uh, and I sat and I talked to my husband and he's like, I don't know why you haven't done it. He goes, why haven't you done this? He goes, that's been your dream. And I said, I don't know. I said, it's scary. And he's like, so what? He goes, you can do this. You've got this. And I'm behind you 100%. And so off we went and uh, no regrets since. It's been fantastic. And I've been so fortunate to have this experience and continue to learn and grow from the experience and um, and continue to keep sucking down, you know, on the, the knowledge straw and just continue to learn. Now, what do you think was holding you back originally? You you said that you didn't feel like you had a lot of experience and you're kind of new at it, but was there something, was it life, you were just super busy or kind of all of the above? I think it was, well, I think initially when we, when I first did it, I had bought a um, reformer and everything else and thought, oh, I'm on my way. I got this and brought it into, and I would bring it to every clinic I would ever work for. I was always bringing it into the clinic and telling my employer, hey, this is something I want to do. This is something that, you know, I'd like to make happen. But then when you're in the outpatient world, you get slammed. And then all of a sudden you've got 40 hours of patient care plus charting time. And there's no time to groove out for yourself. And um, I think, and there was some confidence issues, you know, as far as like just really feeling confident in who I was as a practitioner, really, really feeling like I knew what I was talking about, even though I think I did then, I think I, I now can feel like I really, I'm okay if I can't fix the world. Right. I'm okay knowing that I can't heal everybody. And I wasn't necessarily there at the beginning. And um, I had some big major life things happen um, probably the year or two before we made that decision. Some uh, uh, big blowout with my husband, relationship stuff. We'd had a burglary prior to that in our house with $20,000 worth of stuff. So lots of life stresses, a lot of things that built up. Then finding out I had cervical cancer and had to have a hysterectomy. Well, certain pre-cervical cancer. So still treating it as such and all of these things. And so it just, I think it spun my life into a big perspective of what's important. What do I really want? And um, part of the drive for um, doing therapy Pilates is I hate charting. I hate it. 
I hate, I hate it. It is, I think every practitioner, anybody hates it. And so, um, being able to move people and educate people and empower people in that aspect and not have to write it down at the end of the day is unbelievably freeing for me. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because my entire career, it's been a lot of manual therapy and I find absolute value in that. I think that's absolutely important. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you spend, let's say you have an hour with a person, you spend 45 minutes with them releasing things, doing that kind of thing. And then you have 15 minutes maybe to go over, let's see what you're doing with your movement. Let's see what's going on. Sometimes you can hit home points and sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. And by what I've found in the last year plus of having therapy is having the opportunity to watch people move for 50 minutes and educate them and change their positions and change these things. All of a sudden I'm watching light bulbs go off on people and in my own brain going, holy cow, look at that. I've never been able to really see that before. And now I see it. And now I understand how that ties to X, Y, and Z. And it's just, it's, it's a whole nother world. And it's neat to hear from my clients when they say, you know, I came to you because I knew you were knowledgeable in what you're doing. And it's amazing how much better I feel in my body and empowered in my body, because now I know this and I know what to do. And, and, you know, and they are able to take the things that they're learning in the studio and put it into real world things as well. And, and, and I try to put that in as we're doing movement sessions. Now think of it if you're at your desk or think of it if you're doing this and, and then all of a sudden like, Oh my gosh, now I know how to hinge. Now I know how to bend at my knees. Now I know how to do these things. And I didn't know how to do that. And I don't know if they would have eventually learned maybe, but being able to allow themselves that 15 minutes, they carve out to have that opportunity is huge. So is it basically uh, one-on-one sessions then with your with your patients slash clients for these movement sessions, or do you do groups, or how do you do so, that? Right. So I have a variety. I have, and it's up to people. I mean, and everybody everybody's got a different story, right? And so people are limited with time. They're limited with finances. And so I try to create what it is that they want. So I, I require at least one solo session. And I'm kind of debating now if I really kind of may require three and just have them for three solos, just because I think there's a lot more to be gotten out of three and a lot more light bulbs that go off in three sessions before throwing them. Cause I, and right now as it stands, it's, they all have to have at least one and then they can join a group mat class and I have three of those going on. And then um, if they do the three solos, then they can either, um, join the mat class, obviously, or they can do a duet triplet right now, duets because of COVID. Um, and so then that is like equipment based. So they can use the reformers, the chairs, the bodies, which are kind of like TRX, the Coralines, um, any of those pieces of equipment that I have, um, or they can continue with solos. And so everybody's like, well, you know, what, what do people do? And I'm like, well, it just depends on, you know, what it is that you're able to do, honestly. Right. And I've watched people morph. I've watched people. I have one person who's a champion. I mean, he comes four days a week, wow. four days a week. And what I find that's really cool with him is that he's very engaged in what we do. And he's, he's a extreme CrossFitter, you know, for us PTs, sometimes we go, you know, there's the, some things in CrossFit that kind of make us cringe. And, you know, he and I have talked about those things, but I mean, he's, he's over the age of 50 and he's now PRing wow. things 
that he wasn't able to do 10 years ago in CrossFit. And he's like, it's really because I'm learning things here and my alignment and things like that, that I'm able to achieve these things. And I have people who come one time a week and I have one gal, she's got, um, front since kid, uh, cerebral palsy or, and so she comes one time a week and then sometimes she came twice a week, but I mean, the, the gain she's made in her ability to stay upright, walk on uneven ground and things like that is just huge. And she adores the Coraline. That's her favorite piece of equipment is the Coraline. She's like, Oh my gosh, I love this thing. <laughs> yeah. And she was I'm not... terrified of it initially, terrified of the thing. She's like, you're going to make me do what? No, I can't do that. And I'm like, this is what you need. This is what your body needs. And now she loves it. Uh-huh. Oh, she loves it. She loves it. It's her favorite thing. Favorite thing. She, uh-huh. she loves the other pieces of equipment, but that's, that's her, her thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's because she was able to conquer it a little bit, you know, she was conquering her fear and was able to get herself to do that. And you, you facilitated that. So that's gotta be a energizing feeling too, you know? Kinda. Oh, it's so fun to watch the wins for people. It's so fun. It's so fun to watch the changes in people where sometimes I'm like, you know, I just don't know. And as a PT, again, in our, in our box, we're limited a lot of times because of insurance and everything else. And you just go, well, I just don't know, you know, in 15 visits, even, are we going to make a big change? And again, this is where people have to have the time and the finances. And that is, that is a limiting factor for some people. And, and I always understand and respect that. But those that have that consistency of really kind of making this something that's important in their lives, man, I've seen changes. I've seen changes that their bodies morph and not necessarily in a way that, oh my gosh, they look so much more tone and everything else, but just their alignment and the confidence and the way they move through the world is so much significantly different Mm-hmm. than it was when they first came in where they were tentative or they had pain and they were scared to do X, Y, and Z. And now they're like, whatever, I'm doing this and I'm fine and it doesn't bother me. And, right. you know. Well, it ends up sometimes being a preventative thing too. So like you said, if just because they're, you know, they may not demonstrate that tone or, you know, a slimness or whatever it is they were thinking they were going for, if they're able to move through the world in an easier way and, and they're able to avoid injury because of it, I mean, I feel like that's priceless. So I, I think that's awesome. You know, we, that's kind of what our goal is, right, is, is to get people well, but also to keep them well and keep them from having to come see us <laughs> because right. of injury. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if you, um, if you have a patient come in or, um, a client come in and talk to you, what are like the top three to five things that you get asked either about the, the type of PT that you do or Pilates or the combination of the two? Like what are the top things you have to address? Yeah. So, I mean, primarily like with the Pilates step, I would say I am, 90% 90% Pilates, 10% PT, as far as like whether I'm doing PT visits or not. I've actually just started true cash pay PT in the last two months. Okay. COVID actually allowed me the time because I was so busy at the studio to carve out the time to make that happen. Yeah. So that One was One nice. good thing came out of the COVID then. <laughs> One good thing. Yeah. Now there's a lot of good things I think I that can be brought out of COVID, but you know, it, it's a choice. Everybody has choices with that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but the five questions, well, I think, you know, somebody who doesn't know what Pilates is, I think everybody's, well, what is Pilates? And I always try and tell them that it's, well, a lot of people know what yoga is. So I said, it's, it's 
like yoga, except I said, it's a lot more functional movement. It's learning, hey, I want you to move this, but stabilize this. Hey, now you're going to stabilize this. Now move this. Now let's see if we can put them together in a nice, you know, coordinated fashion. So I teach them that, you know, Pilates really is trying to teach people how to coordinate their bodies and reconnect their mind and body together and, and, and become more familiar and more, more in their bodies a little bit more. And sometimes that can not always be a good thing. So then I have to empower people to not overthink things too. And it's, it's a balance with stuff. And even looking back at some clients, I'm like, okay, I'm learning from you. I'm learning how to try to re- reword things and, and say it differently. And, and the beautiful thing is because I have some very consistent clients that have been coming for almost since I opened, they have really wonderful, elegant ways of putting it that I'm not putting it that all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, that's a beautiful way of explaining it because they've been through it. They've experienced that frustration. Even in the studios, they're trying to do this movement and they're like, well, well, just this, like do it this way. And I'm like, Oh, that's a beautiful way to explain it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then you end up kind of stealing that and using it. And then, oh, and totally. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, Holy cow, that was an amazing way to explain it. Yeah. It's funny. I love when that happens. I love it because it, because you get, you know, that that patient gets it or that client gets it. Yeah. Yep. Especially when somebody has been going through the same thing, like chronic pain, especially like back pain or something else. And they're like, no, I was in the same place as you. And this is exactly what happened to me. And I'm just telling you it's going to get better. And they just, they're like, they, the other person just goes, oh my gosh, okay. I'm hearing it from somebody who's lived this and, and they feel excited and hopeful and, yeah. and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> you know, the people are doing it themselves. They're helping each other. And it's so beautiful. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. So what are the other things that you get asked or kind of have to explain frequently or, or even like the most common um, types of patients that you see? Um, I, again, I don't see a ton of patients necessarily. I see people, no, no, it's okay. Um, I see I see a variety of people. It's, it's always interesting. Like I have people who will come because they have pain and they're wanting to start to move and they, they're like, well, you know, how, how are we going to do this? And I, I really kind of talk about just learning how to find alignment. I, I'm, I, that's one of my philosophies. I really think that alignment's a big thing. If we can find neutral, neutral, you know, ideal alignment, then people have a lot more strength and power and connection rather than when they are outside of that balance. And so really trying to educate them in that aspect of things. Um, I people like, well, you know, how many times a week do I need to come? And again, that's always a tough one. You know, I say, you know, the more often that you can move the better, but you don't have to do it all here at the studio. I want you to take what you learn at therapy and I want you to put it at the gym. I want you to put it at home. I want you to put it into your hiking activities and your biking activities and all these other things. I want you to use the concepts that you're learning here in life. And I don't necessarily need people to be for life clients. I mean, that'd be great. And it's been really wonderful to have people that have been with me since my doors opened and they still love and, you know, thrive with what I do and bring other people to me. That's fantastic. But really what I want to do is just empower them and make them feel like, Hey, I got this. I can go do this kickboxing class if I want to now, and I can go do this other thing. And I feel confident in what I'm going to do and I'm going to be okay. That's awesome. That's got to be another great feeling too. Cause you, you know, I don't know that you ever graduate from a 
um, a type of practice practice. So I don't think you ever graduate from yoga. I don't think you graduate from Pilates or bar or kickboxing or whatever it is that you do. But when you feel confident that you can move and take the things that you've learned from one aspect, say Pilates and go to a kickboxing class and still kind of integrate those things. It's almost in a, in a way you are kind of graduating because you're, you're moving to the a next level and a next activity. And um, I think that's always, always fun to see people feel good about doing that and confident, really. Right. And I, it's funny because, I mean, I'm, I still have very beginner people, even the people that have been coming for a year. And I have some people doing some more advanced moves, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, Pilates came up with that maybe at some point, honestly, some of my clients, I may introduce some of those harder things to them, but I really still haven't. And, and it's always interesting with that aspect. And I try to tell people that too, because they're like, well, isn't it hard? Aren't you going to make me do all kinds of crazy things? I said, what's funny is it doesn't look hard. I said, but to do some of the easy things is very hard. And I remember going to a presentation of a lady who worked with high-end athletes. I mean, major NFL, NBA, golfers, gymnasts. And she's always being asked, aren't you doing like those crazy things with them and making them do it? She's like, actually, we're doing footwork and kind of all the easy stuff. She's like, because they're really screwed up and they need to learn the basics again, because that's what's causing them the problem. And so it's, it's always interesting, you know, to throw in a little bit of hardness, but then just throw in some stuff and, 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 and watch some of these people, like some of my CrossFitters that come, that go, man, that was a really hard workout. And watching them shake and vibrate and be challenged in, in the class and go, holy cow, that was amazing at the end. I feel so connected and so vibrant afterwards and tired. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, then they know they're exhausted and it's working. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's and it's one of those things too. Like I learned even from a client yesterday who got quite frustrated and 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 I, I had to take a step back later and kind of look at it and go, you know, I looked at this individual as somebody who was very fit and I didn't think I was asking them to do something that was really extraordinarily extra hard, but it was. I added two elements and really should have only had one element to that. So we did eventually back down to that one element to make right. it more successful. And, and it is, it's, it's, it's interesting to, you know, is it the resistance? Is it the, the extra coordination that I'm trying to add to a movement sequence or is it my cueing, you know, and it, it's always fun to watch how people like I have one client, I mean, it's the most amazing thing to watch how she can take me literally for my cues. And I'll be like, holy cow, that is not even remotely close to what I wanted you to do, but I can see exactly how you inter you could interpret it exactly like that, like way outside of any box I would have imagined. And I'm like, <laughs> holy smokes, okay. And it's kind of fun to watch that too, because you're just like, okay, and that's helping me understand there is a huge broad range of interpretation of what's being said. And um uh, the thing with COVID too, because for eight weeks, you know, the studio was shut down, couldn't be open. And so I had to do virtual training. Yes. And at first I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. This is going to be interesting, but it was pretty neat to see what I could still see on camera, even in a, because a lot of times I'm moving 3d with people. I'm all over the place, front sides and back. Cause you can't see everything. You need to see all the planes of motion. Right. But for, um, that it was, it was pretty neat to, um, 
still be able to see the one plane and still know some of them, obviously, and cue them out of some of the habits I already know they have, but then really having to learn verbiage, right? Because right. it's so much easier to just you know, tap your finger on a shoulder and, and that's their cue to drop it or, you know, grab the ribs and, and kind of just tap them to teach them to close the rib cage or whatever it is, you know, just right. those little taps. And it's like, well, I can't do that now. I have to, right. <laughs> it's all words. <laughs> right. And then try to stay out of the technical terms, like, you know, so your rotator cuff and your, you know, your femur is, it's like, okay, you know, how am I going to explain this? And I thought I loved that challenge of telehealth. Um, I'm, I'm a manual therapist. I was a massage therapist before I became a PT. And so finding the way to explain what my hands should be finding or doing and explain to another patient how to find that on themselves, man, that's a huge challenge. But it was fun. It was kind of like a, a I don't know, it was like a mystery and I had to figure it out, which was always fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other things that you get asked a lot? I, I'm, I'm guessing you probably get a lot of people kind of beginning and learning and like knowing where to start and where to begin. Um, does that come up frequently? Yeah. A lot of times they're like my, my initial mat session. So like when I do my intros, it's, it's like the, there's a mat session. So that's all about alignment, movement, hinges, finding things. And it just depends on where it takes them. Cause sometimes, you know, we don't get to do all of the positions that I want because there's a lot of thought and thinking that's taking place in just even one movement sequence that they struggle with, but you watch a light bulb go off. And then the second session is the reformer and the third is the Coraline, but it's all different movement sequences. And then they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you think? You know, a lot of times I put it back on people and, and I've learned to do that. I learned to kind of turn it back on them when they're like, oh, I felt great. Well, why did you feel great? What do you think helped the most? Or man, I was sore after that. And, you know, I think, you know, my knee hurts today. Why do you think your knee hurts today? You know, what, what is it? Was it something we did in here and everything else? And I think, you know, the other thing is really empowering people to speak up. It, it, and, most of my clients are very good at telling me now if they're, if something's not working or something doesn't feel right, something's uncomfortable, but it's frustrating. You know, I think as a movement person, when we get done with the movement sequence and usually the, at the most, I have somebody do 15 reps of something and then we move on to something else. We may build off of that, but at most it's 15 reps of something, but again, 50 minutes of movement of a whole bunch of different things. Sure. And they'll, we'll finish the 15 minutes. I'm like, man, that really hurt my knee. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me like, cause when I'm watching, it looks okay, but it is amazing sometimes when they say something, then you're like, all right, sure. Let's look at that. Now, if you do this with your knee, or if you think about this pressure through your foot, does that change that? Oh my God, that, that my knee doesn't hurt anymore. And you're like, boom, but it's really learning to teach them to say something. And I'm like, I'm all for you trying to problem solve for the first three reps. And if you can't get it, tell me, because I can't help you after we're done. <laughs> that right. doesn't help us. Right. Especially if we're in a group setting and they're not saying anything. Yeah. Well, because then the ego kind of takes over a little bit sometimes. And like, well, if that person's doing it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And yeah. it's always fun when I do have a group setting because you have somebody asking good questions or saying something. And then the other person's eating it up. As one of my clients said, she's like, I'm like the middle child. I'm learning from my siblings here, you know? I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to also ask you, um, 
if you if you knew then what you knew now or know now, um, is there anything in your path that you've taken, you know, through this journey of even just from your athletic training days to, um, you know, all the way through to your Coraline master training? If you knew something different, is there something that you would do different or wish you knew? You know, I try to just again, it's kind of goes back on that mistakes thing, right? I think that you have to have those trips and falls and things like that to make you where you are today. So I don't know if I would have changed anything. I think the pace at which um, all of this came together and happened is in a good place for me and a good space for me. And so I feel very fortunate to be where I am now. Um, of course, we always wish we knew what we know now back then. Um, but it's okay not to have known those things. And I think um, that helps make knowledge stick sometimes too. Because again, when we take a lot of courses, gosh, I mean, I literally looked back at my history and I have over a thousand CEU credits because I'm just a little knowledge hog. And, you know, you go to a course and you go, son of a gun, I wish I'd known that. Because in this patient that, again, you maybe you helped them 90%, but that 10% that you just couldn't figure out, you're like, oh. And then the beauty part is sometimes those people that, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but you think about them and all of a sudden they come back to you. And I've had that happen multiple times. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm here. And you're like, holy cow, that is so strange. Because in the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about you and now you're here. That's awesome. No, I haven't had that happen to me. So that's pretty cool. I look forward to that. That's just yeah. how you manifest them into your clinic. <laughs> it seems like it. It's kind of interesting. It was, it's, it's kind of bizarre to be honest with you, but it, it's, it's so interesting. And then you get that opportunity with some of them. Then you're like, oh my gosh, I was so thinking about you when I took this course and now I have this information. Let's go after it. And they're like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know, it's like somehow they just know. Well, I, I always love when you go to a course and then you come back, like it's a weekend course and then Monday morning you have three of the patients that you just learned about. And yes. I don't know how much of a coincidence that is or if that's kind of what your brain is focused on. So that's what you're seeing. But it always, you know, it always is exciting when you can finally put stuff, new stuff that you've learned into action. And are you like, thank God, I just took that weekend course. Exactly, yeah. If you had come in last week, this would have been wholly different. I would have been a little bit more deer in the headlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh (laughs) Um, Well, and speaking of always learning and and going to courses and all that stuff, um, is there anything, and this is a totally putting you on the spot question, so I apologize, um, but anything you're reading or books that you have read or loved or courses that you've been to that have been just awesome and mind-blowing for you or you know I just actually I took a really good course that I thought was it was uh the APTA's uh uh pelvic floor for the runner oh um and I thought that was actually a really good course I thought it had some um good information and very applicable to anybody who runs it doesn't have like there's a huge chunk of it that's just stuff for anybody that runs and just simple nice carved out information that just is very succinct and easy to look at and 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 understand so and I thought Amanda who um, runs Intimate Rose she's the one who does the um, the course I think she was a great presenter I think she just had really good succinct information it was easy to follow and 
and I appreciated that course. Mm-hmm. Was that in person or was it virtual or? It was a virtual course. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it was a virtual one because everything shut down, which has kind of been a nice thing because there's been, you know, I mean, you can do things that you now don't have to pay for travel and pay for hotel and all of that stuff. So it's been really nice that way. Um, I mean, you miss some of that hands-on, you know, that maybe some of that sharing that you would maybe get more so if you were, you know, uh, in a course, but um, makes it easier. Like I took another course that, and I won't mention it, but it was kind of, I'm glad I didn't travel for it. I will just say that. And I, I, and I won't take away that I didn't get something out of it. There was still some good information out of it, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. I was really hoping to gain a much greater girth of knowledge. And I felt it was scattered and kind of like, kind of like a little cherry, like, here's this information, but if you want to really understand it, you have to go take these other things. And I don't appreciate that. Yeah. So it was kind of like, blah. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to tell me what that is offline so that I don't fall into that. I will get, I will share the important information with you. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you just feel like you want to share or any nuggets of wisdom or parting words? Um, I think the big thing is uh, I am passionate about the Coraline and people don't have any clue as to what the Coraline is. And unfortunately, I would do this interview in the studio and just show it on my thing. But I just my Wi-Fi does not work over there. (laughs) And so but I just when I first was introduced to the piece of equipment like 10 plus years ago uh, at one of the Pilates uh, rehab summits, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, kind of hokey. But I was very overwhelmed with all the other Pilates apparatuses that were available and just kind of getting new into the the Pilates world. And then um, as time developed and I became again more connected with all the other courses I've taken, I was like, holy cow, that's incredibly applicable to real world because um, with the Coraline, it allows people to be vertical. And that's what makes us unique as humans is we are vertical creatures. And um, it allows us to do reciprocal patterning, which is also something that's unique to us as, as human beings, um, especially in the upright position. And it helps us connect our upper and lower bodies as one. And it's just amazing to watch people. I mean, their eyes just light up. They're like, holy cow, what the heck is this? And it's, it is, I remember everybody who pretty much ever gets on the Coraline for the first time, you're terrified. You have a ladder that's in front of you and you've got these two moving platforms. And basically it was invented by a physical therapist who um, wanted to get his patients upright and have reciprocal patterning. And so he put people on skateboards in a track and then he wanted resistance. And so he hooked sarabands to the front and back of the skateboards. And so then the, eventually it, it developed into being able to have different resistances front and back and then a ladder in front for additional safety instead of holding onto sticks. And just, just to watch people go, holy cow, but I mean, you're, I mean, you're gripped like crazy tight the first session. Cause you're like, I don't want to die. I'm so scared. And, and and exhausted when you get off. I mean, you're just like, you're like, what the heck just happened to me? Because <laughs> it just messes with your brain. But the the connections that you start to make and the confidence and balance and and just all kinds of crazy fun things that you can do. One being upright, but I mean, you could get down in quadruped, you can be down on your back and supine, kneeling, all kinds of other stuff. But it's just, it's just 
a neat apparatus that I really am trying to get people to understand and, and, and incorporate. And they're like, well, and it's true. They're like, well, how is that going to help me move people outside of, you know, the clinic? And I'm like, well, there's ways to do that and show them how to do that too. But sometimes you don't have to, you put somebody on that and all of a sudden they can, they again, conceptualize the alignment and they get that part of it. And they can feel as they do these movements, holy cow, when I have my alignment, I can feel how much easier it is to do X, Y, and Z. And that transpires over into daily activities. Really cool. Well, I just had a cool idea. Maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued. So maybe we can do a video of you explaining that one of these days and I can just, you know, record something and you can show just a little bit of what that is. Cause that, that's, it sounds awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to do it. Yeah. And I just feel like it's pretty safe. Unlike the, the reformers, you know, usually they're about 18 plus inches off the ground. And when you're trying to do standing hip work and split work or anything like that, that's, that's precarious. That scares the daylights out of me. And these things are six inches off the ground. So a lot less precarious, a lot less scary. And, and again, I have people who have neurologic stuff getting on these things and finding benefit and connecting. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love when you can find a piece of equipment that isn't just kind of like a flash in the pan, but it's actual good equipment that you can use for multiple different levels and lots of different um, issues. And oh, that's awesome. And, and you can get that mind-body connection too at the same time. It's, it's essential to for, for everything that we do in life. So very cool. All right, Lisa, tell, uh, tell me how we can get in touch with you. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you to see you as a practitioner. Um, I think sometimes the best thing is go to the website. So it's the www.therafitpilates.com. Um, there's a lot of information that's on there, but if they want to just directly contact me, they can give, uh, my email, uh, at Lisa, Lisa at therafitpilates.com. Or they can just text or email me at uh, 208-866-7428. Okay. And I'll put all that information in the show notes and all that stuff so people will be able to get in touch with you and um, and hopefully get some good work with you. So yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us and spending some of your time. Uh, we totally appreciate it. And I'm glad we were able to sit down and do this. Yeah, thank you so much. And congratulations on your new adventure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us on Idaho Physio. We hope you gained some insights, inspiration, and some ideas on how to be amongst the top performers and high achievers in the world. Know someone that's crushing it that we should talk to? Let us know. As always, we welcome your feedback. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share our podcast with friends, family, heck, even complete strangers. Because, hey, who couldn't use a little inspiration these days? Thanks again. Now get out there and be amazing.